grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Joyce, sons and daughters-in-law, grandchildren, friends, the text is from the Gospel of John, the Gospel reading that you just heard read, which is exactly what Doc wanted you to hear because it talks about death and resurrection, something that you and I cannot get away from given the circumstance around which we are even gathering this morning. You mentioned some very beautiful things about your friend and brother, about your husband and father and grandfather, some very intimate things. The times that I was able to visit with him, we talked about some very intimate things. As combat veterans, both of us talked about the horrors of war. But as fellow believers in Christ, we talked about the very reason his body was racked the way it was racked. All of us, every day we wake up and every day we grow older, realize things don't work quite the way they did the day before or the week before or the year before. You former athletes know it just doesn't work the same way it did when you were spry and young and green. Doc was no different. Neither am I and neither are you. For we have all inherited the same damnable sin of our parents, Adam and Eve, in the garden. Which is why you and I, every day, face the very thing that he has passed through and is now waiting for us in heaven, along with your beloved Scotty. The very thing that he has that you and I have, and the only thing that matters in this life is what he gave you kids and friends, and that is that faith in Jesus Christ. Do you really think that on his deathbed he had any comfort or solace in the very things about which you spoke? I am sure he did, but his comfort and solace was based upon the faith that God had given him. Because he knew none of that could change the very thing that he was being birthed into, which is eternal life. None of those things that he did or failed to do. You said it well, coach. He knew he was a sinner. But he also knew who his Savior was. And the only thing that mattered unto him was that very thing. When I say we talked about intimate things... The thing about which we spoke was he confessed he was a sinner. He confessed and knew that he needed Christ Jesus. He confessed and knew that the very body and blood with the bread and wine that I brought to him with the word preached and proclaimed was what nourished his soul and which would be that thing that sustained him through the very situation in which his body found itself. And of which you and I are facing every day. In 
In that gospel reading, some very intimate things were spoken about about death. For a man who had seen all kinds of death, not only in his combat experience, as well as in his practice, he did know the very solution for such death and ugliness of death. The very thing that Mary and Martha and Lazarus himself clung to. The God-man Christ Jesus who called Lazarus forth from that tomb. Prior to our service this morning, we laid his body and earthly remains to rest in that cemetery off of Hancock. There they will stay. There they will decompose. And there they will be found by our God when he cries out, it is finished. And there it will be raised again in a glorified, beautiful body where you will see your father and husband again. You will feel his embrace again, as well as Scotty's. You will hear his voice. All of that is the real aspect of what sets the Christian faith apart. That thing which marks us as God's children. Not a God that is abstract and that must be pleased and appeased, but a God who came in the flesh. A God who saw and conquered death and gives the fruits of the victory, the perfectly graded test to us all as ours, without any merit or worthiness within me. Intimate things cause a lot of emotion to bubble up within us, don't they? You proclaim that in your actions and reactions this morning. You will proclaim that many, many times in the coming months and years as you remember things, as you face your own family situations, crises, and turmoils. So did your Lord and Savior. For he faced all of that in bearing all of the things of which we are ashamed and of which he chose to willingly die for. We talked about Doc serving a brothel. That's a beautiful example of Christ serving you. Lest we think we are better than any prostitute or whore, we too are the same. For the bridegroom about which you spoke, coach, is Christ himself, and we are the bride. He is the one who clothes our lack of virginity with holiness and his white garment. It is his blood about which you spoke, coach, that covers and signs our certificate as having been paid. And I guarantee you, if Doc was here, he'd preach it stronger than I'm preaching it now. Because he's seen his God with his own eyes, just as Job spoke about in the Old Testament. These are the things that matter. These are gifts that the stock market can't touch. Nor can a Democrat, nor can a Republican, whoever is elected today. These are the things that are a part of what he stood for as a man who fought for his country. But more importantly, they are the very things that he believed and died in. In the name of his Savior, my Savior, your Savior, and all y'alls, Jesus himself. Amen.